0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen competition time, competitive season, the season of fighting one another in various (laughs) tournament situations. I suppose that's what a competition is really, isn't it Janine? And we've got a pretty unique competition ahead of us in this movie today. Very similarly to last week, where we started the competition series on Morgan Hasn't Seen, the first series in 2022, with Jason Bateman's bad words about the spelling bee and the foul-mouthedness of said spelling bee. This week, we have another fairly unique competition. In terms of movies... You feel like you see a storyline like this that happens in this movie on television a lot, like in mediocre sitcoms, for example. You feel like this kind of story that we're dealing with here takes place in those kind of things. I've never seen another movie that is so, well, that's focused on this group of people in this specific way
1: well yeah i think i i definitely wanted you know i'm always trying to think outside the box with this show so you know competition movies most people would go with okay sports and i'm sure that's what a lot of people were expecting but i wanted to think outside the box and and pick something that was a bit unique when it came to the whole concept of competition. Um, but also things that I really loved watching and uh, wanted to see your take on. So yeah, definitely with bad words and what we're talking about today, definitely unique when it comes to, and maybe not your first thought when you would think of the term competition movie.
0: Well, that movie we are talking about today is Troop Beverly Hills with Shelley Long. From yes. 1990, I think.
1: Yes, so it's very kind of on the line of feeling 80s, but also feeling 90s.
0: <laughs> it is. I would say uh, at times, I think the best way I can possibly describe this movie is it feels like one of those movies that yourself or others would have watched endlessly as like a nine-year-old. Have grown up loving it, but actually, isn't that good of a movie? (laughs) (laughs) But you would go back to it and love it all over again. And I I can see why that would be the case.
1: But, I mean, if you look at it from the aspect of we don't get things like Legally Blonde without movies like this. I mean, that's a fair point. We don't get movies. Where the popular, pretty, rich girls are the underdogs.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, you don't, but that's probably for a reason, is because they're usually the terrible, evil bullies of exactly. Said so, story. that
1: is a fun kind of twist on this that, um, the girls kind of being bullied and picked on are the girls that are typically in movies of this era, the you know, the ones. To to, to to envy and the ones to um you know be the bully
0: that's a good point actually because i didn't even i didn't even necessarily think too much about that aspect of it whilst watching the movie. It is kind of a nice subversion in that way, I suppose is this movie a little bit more intelligent than I may have given it credit for I enjoyed. Yeah watching this movie. (laughs) Ultimately, it was fun. It was goofy. It was silly. It's opening credits very much felt like an early 90s sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) That could be, you know, like one of those sitcoms that's fun for the whole family. Yes. Not a an adult sitcom.
1: But I mean, Um, there were some little funny adult jokes kind of peppered in there.
0: There was. There was. That's true. I just... I knew what movie I was getting in for right from the start of the opening <laughs> credits. And thankfully, I was into it because I'm, I, I do. I, you know, I do like the odd goofball doesn't take itself too seriously. Fairly simple, fun movie that this is, even though it's, it's you know, it's not winning any awards. It's not doing anything like that.
1: It's, it's just, just trying to be fun, entertaining.
0: Yeah, it's just a full 90 minutes.
1: And it's a you know a a really great, fun, female driven kind of story. Almost like so. um, you know, Wildcats in, in that aspect where it's a sports movie, but it follows a, a female lead and, you know, her issues with motherhood and dealing with all of these guys and, and putting her in kind of front and center. So I like, you know, when we get stories like this that are, are really fun and entertaining um, that are, you know, very female-driven. So
0: Unfortunately, I don't think it quite... <laughs> I mean, it may have done. There were some good songs that were sung, to be fair, <laughs> in Troop Beverly Hills, but I, I do not think any of them come close to Wildcat famous, uh, what is it, better than Diamond Rings, this is why we sing the football <laughs> song,
1: football. which is just the <laughs> best, cool most catchy, song. nonsense
0: yeah. song in the world, and I love it. Yes. <laughs> there is one thing we have to do before we get into the main discussion of Troop Beverly Hills, though isn't there, Janine?
1: There is. We have to say a huge thank you to the patrons of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Uh, Thank you all for being a part of our Patreon and supporting us. And so, you know, every week we shout you out. A huge thank you to you guys um, on one of the shows. So we we are going certainly do. do.
0: We are. If you would like to join the Patreon, become a patron of It's a Wonderful Podcast. If you are feeling particularly generous. Just go to Patreon.com, type in It's a Wonderful Podcast, or Patreon.com slash It's a Wonderful One. Find the tier that's right for you. whole bunch of stuff coming in 2022. Of course, I would expect there would be some changes, some additions, some tweaks, some whatever there may be to the Patreon. But we are very grateful for all our wonderful patrons. Janine, would you like to start us off?
1: I would. A huge thank you to new patron, Michael Smith.
0: Yes, thank you, Michael. And thank you to Maxwell Haddad.
1: Thank you, Amber Coates. Thank you to Abby Freel. Thank you, Ferz Muthana.
0: Thank you to Janine's brother, Justin, 90s Comics Box.
1: Thank you, Video Drew.
0: Thank you to Adelaide.
1: Thank you, Christina Farrow.
0: Thank you to Dr. Meg's Megan McCurley.
1: Thank you, Marcus Burton. Thank you to Steve Movie Fanobi. Thank you Samir Tesfai. Thank you Patrick Harden. Thank you Carla Fees. Thank you to Delisha Butler. Thank you Gigi. Thank
0: you to the great Ken Napsok.
1: Thank you to our good friends Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel.
0: And thank you of course to Billy Polahan.
1: Woo-hoo! Yes.
0: Patrons. Wonderful people that they are. Speaking of Billy Pollahan, who actually, I, I'm led to believe Billy Pollahan was in the Boy Scouts.
1: At oh, one really? Point in his life.
0: So that's a nice mm-hmm. segue into this movie, even though it's not about Boy Scouts, but it's about Girl Scouts.
1: Yeah, the Wilderness Girls, to be precise. So I don't know if they could, just couldn't get specific rights to the actual Girl Probably. Scouts. Probably. So um, our Girl Scouts here are called the Wilderness Girls. Um,
0: it's the Girl Scouts, though.
1: Yes. And so it's it's uh, different troops along California and uh, the Beverly Hills troop. You know they just don't get very involved. Any of the the uh, kind of troop mothers who are supposed to be there for them kind of give up on them right away. Um, So they're um, a group of misfits, really. Yes, their troop is very small, but they still kind of just do it. You know, but uh, until one of the girls, Hannah, her mother, you know, puts in an application to be the troop mother for her troop and uh, in an effort to kind of just find her own niche and, and, you know, spend more time with her daughter now that she is going through a very messy divorce. Um so she kind of puts her hat in the ring to be the new den mother to the Beverly Hills troop and hijinks ensue.
0: They do. I mean, you don't imagine Beverly Hills being a place that births many Girl Scouts.
1: Yes, wilderness really? girls. Wilderness girls. <laughs> yes.
0: let's, call them, let's call them what they are, the wilderness girls in this movie. Okay. Maybe this is also my severe lack of knowledge when it comes to scouts of any sort. (laughs) Which is, I was expecting this movie to be set on a campsite, not just in the city.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that's kind of the joke of it. And that's kind of how the troop Beverly Hills is seen by the other wilderness girls. The fact that they, you know, uh, would rather camp out in hotels and, um, you know, their well, yeah, their backpacks consist of uh, several fancy outfits, and they're doing fondue at the campsite <laughs> and um they you know take limos down there up into the mountains, and you know, so, yeah. Definitely what gets them kind of bullied and um, kind of isolated from the actual other uh, wilderness girls is the fact that they are from Beverly Hills and, you know, they just don't really do the wilderness thing.
0: (laughs) No, they have their own little patches, their own little badges, like the uh, sensible shopper badge.
1: Yes, and like the um, jewelry appraisal badge and...
0: Things like that, because as we all know, it's very, it's a very stereotypical, stereotypical filled movies. And it's stereotype, stereotype filled movie, this movie, it really is. But I suppose that's what we were expecting.
1: Yeah. That's what you're
0: supposed to kind of expect with a movie (laughs) like this, I would imagine. So it's not really... It's nothing to shirk at, I suppose. It's just the fact is all the people from Beverly Hills are presented as incredibly materialistic, fancy, flashy. Do you know who I am, kind of people? Yes. However, they're the you know they're not the villains of this story. The villain of this movie is a particularly evil woman <laughs> called, not Velma, what's her name? Vilna Vil, Vil, Yeah. Who is exactly the kind of person, to be perfectly honest, who I would expect to be in the Wilderness Girls slash Girl Scouts. A really, yes, I suppose, a nice way of saying it would be outdoorsy. A horrible way of saying it. I'm not going to say a horrible way of saying it, Janine, because I will get the show taken off of the (laughs) podcast feeds. But I think you understand what I'm trying to get at. And they very much present this woman as that. But she's very win-at-all-costs as well. yes
1: which is kind of against the wilderness girl's values so she's not very welcoming she sees that shelly long's phyllis neffler is trying you know in her very kind of unique uh, beverly hills you know materialistic way she's trying to be involved she's trying to you know get what's going on and you know valda is not really open to helping her she's very just kind of dismissive of her and that troop and just the whole point is we'll give them one last shot because kind of like the head of the whole um wilderness girls is this older woman and she's like well you know if there are girls who want to participate we need to give them that opportunity so this is kind of the last shot for beverly hills if they can't make it work then they are kind of disbanding their unit of you know, um within yeah. the California branch of Wilderness Girls. And so Velda has kind of made it her mission to discourage Phyllis at every turn to get rid of that branch, to get rid of at- the Beverly Hills branch. So
0: well she's a she seems a strict traditionalist, does yes. Velda. And Phyllis, Shelley Long, obviously, is anything but let's say Shelley Long's probably taking the Wilderness Girls into a new decade or yes. a new century
1: She's with, with
0: to. these you know changes to the types of skills one can learn in the Wilderness Girls changes to the the patches to the more. uniforms particularly the her uniforms. uniforms exactly she has very
1: fancy uh, khaki versions
0: but the values of uh, friendship and togetherness and community they're the same as yeah. the, they are in the more traditionally based you know groups of wilderness girls that we see in the movie including velda's own red feather people or is yeah, that velda's and her daughter feather people
1: no well it's a branch that she kind of supports most because her daughter's in it
0: Oh, that's but right.
1: To the point where like her daughter calls her mom and she says, you know, Nick's with the mom business, don't call me mom in front of everybody, you know. So she still has her call her, you know, by her, you know, troop leader name.
0: I think know? at one point her daughter actually calls her Sir and yes. salutes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that's the kind of family dynamic we're dealing with 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 Velda there.
1: Yeah.
0: Who I actually think is played really well, to be fair. As a as a Incredibly one-dimensional villain. <laughs> yes, you've got to very do. Fun. Yeah, but very fun. You've got to do. You've got to ham it up. Yes, and she hams it up. Betty Thomas, who yes. plays Velda, she really hams it up, and she hams it up perfectly for this for the tone of this movie. Yeah. So I appreciated that.
1: But there uh, are also really some did. really great emotional moments, like you said, like. You know, you actually do see these parents kind of, you know, most of them really invested in their kids in this troop. You and... do.
0: Like the South American dictator. He's <laughs> yes. really invested. Yeah. There's a little bit of timely racist humor for everybody.
1: Yeah. I think like one of her badges that she earns is showing them how to launder money yeah. and take down a dynasty or something like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> take down a, a
1: regime <laughs>
0: A <laughs> little bit. It on was nose one of her uh,
1: badge skills that she taught them, apparently. Yeah.
0: But at least you know nobody else has that badge. No. That's a pretty <laughs> impressive badge. Money laundering. You know that that's a skill. Don't yeah. do it. You'll get put in prison. But it's a skill. Yeah. To get away with it, to a certain degree, you've got to have some skill. So I guess credit there. If we're just teaching wilderness girls criminal activities now.
1: Yes. <laughs> but, but even you know then the one girl jasmine, her her father's a famous boxer, and he's yeah. more modest than she is. I love kind of the introduction of each one of these girls getting dropped off at this troop meeting. Um, Jasmine's was really great when you know her dad gets pulled over and she tells the cop, like, you know, runs through his whole resume of you know, boxing accolades of you know, who he's beaten and his nickname. He put the space and spends his teeth and like all these things. And her dad is just like, (laughs) calm down, Jasmine, like, chill out. And she's like, no, like, shake the man's hand, daddy. Like, (laughs) Jasmine was great. Um,
0: I I agree. I agree with that one. I, I did like the car he was driving was incredibly flashy, but not in like a bad way. Not in the way, for example, that our, well, main girl's father, the Shelley Long's separated husband, Craig T. Nelson. Yes. Not like the car he drives that's a silly sports car with a spoiler on it. Yeah. This dude's car, the boxer's car, was the most wonderfully huge vintage thing that looked like it was from the 30s.
1: Yeah, it got some style.
0: I was into that.
1: Yes. so I wouldn't be know, able to drive it. We meet each of our girls um, as they get dropped off at this meeting. Um, we get a... Um, A young girl emily her father is uh you know an out of work actor so we kind of see their whole relationship she doesn't have enough money for dues and you know he he's kind of disappointed he's like i'll find some work soon honey and she's like you'll always be a star to me daddy like you know so we get different aspects of kind of that whole beverly hills hollywood kind of experience so you know i liked that they had a character that you know wasn't flashy or rich or you know still had money struggles and and was kind of embarrassed of that and how all the girls do rally around her and don't make fun of her she's still part of the group because that could have been a whole thing where you know these girls are already outcasts for being rich but at least and you do have one among them who isn't and just kind of the support that's there for her um, it just adds a little bit more kind of character moments and depth to a, mo- a, a very light kind of film. So I, I liked that you know we had a character like that. So
0: they do a good and- job of telling you about each of the of the main Beverly Hills yeah. girls. To be honest, it, it, you know everybody gets some relationship with whether it's with their parents or with each other. There that yeah adds to the emotion. Of the movie, as simplistic as that emotion is, yeah, it it I, makes sense for it to be in there. We enjoy it being in there. It's satisfying that it's in yeah. there. Yeah,
1: and I do believe her dad is played by the um, like the TV host from um, at, at the dance off from Greece.
0: I thought he looked a little bit familiar.
1: <laughs> yeah, to
0: be honest with you,
1: he was in Greece. He was the guy hosting like the dance off like, okay. TV show thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Weird! What a lovely little bit of trivia you've just pulled there, Janine.
1: Yeah, and we get a um a young Carla Cugino as a Chica, who also is dealing with some stuff. You know, she's rich and everything, but her parents are never around, so she's very kind of quiet and short with people, and kind of puts these walls up to kind of hide the fact that she's just really hurt that her parents really aren't invested in her life. So, um, yeah, we get. Uh, a a range of girls with different kinds of attitudes, but they're all, you know, wanting to be there. Um, They've all kind of been told they can't do this. And they're all kind of disappointed that, you know, every troop leader kind of before has given up um, on them to the point where they don't even have uniforms yet because no one ever stayed around long enough to take them to the store. Um, So I think Phyllis kind of sees something in these girls that, you know, they really want to do something special. They really want to belong um, and they're invested. So I need to invest in them because no one else has. So it's just really weird seeing these kind of rich, popular girls be the outcast. And I love that kind of twist on on something like this, that, that these girls are kind of seen as weird outsiders. Um, yeah. You know, instead of like a nerd character or something like that. I really, really love that aspect of it
0: it does make it does make it very interesting i i i completely agree with that um i i i do like like i said i do like how each of the each of the girls has their kind of emotional thing. story yeah. going on not that the movie's long not that the movie takes too long in telling us everything it just gives us what we need to know yeah. about everybody and and we're set off there We kind of know where everybody's gonna end. That's fine though, with the type of movie that this is. We know what we're getting from this movie, even very early on. And that's fine because it's satisfying in watching it in that way.
1: Yeah. We're not expecting
0: something crazy to happen and something crazy. Or dramatic or
1: anything. But yeah, just at least investing us in these small little character moments so that you care about these characters so that when they do exceed uh, succeed it means more by the end you know yeah because you know you could just have all these girls be the same kind of vapid learn some lesson about okay we need to change things up so we can you know succeed here and you know la la the end but the fact that they give us these little character moments that we see them kind of you know bonding with their parents and their parents being invested in in the wilderness girls thing and and you know we see the one girl dealing with her her dad and and being out of work actor and the other girl um the girl claire who's an actress and um she she just wants to be a normal kid and that's why she's still doing this and chica dealing with her parents not being around and hannah phyllis's daughter you know feeling stuck in between her parents and their whole messy divorce and just wanting you know the, the the kind of push and pull of her being stuck in the middle so like yeah we get to care about these girls so we're invested um in, in seeing them succeed and and seeing them get knocked down and 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 phyllis trying to help them pick themselves back up and phyllis learning things along the way so if if they didn't set up um these character moments as well as they did we really wouldn't care Um, so I think, you know, you need something like that in a, in a movie like this, like it's supposed to be kind of a fun, lighthearted movie, but, um, you see it for a little bit more, you get a little bit more invested when you have great character moments like this movie gave us. I think.
0: Absolutely. Do you, you've got to give credit. You've got to give credit to the girls really for actually wanting to stick together and wanting to carry on. That's some willpower after going through troop leader after troop leader to now be, dealt with uh with Shelley long who to be fair to her is lovely in this movie yeah i mean she's kind of famously lovely anyway
1: she's always playing sweet characters isn't she um yeah she's really funny and she really plays that line of just kind of being defeated but kind of persevering of being uh kind of this vapid housewife but also um not being you know one note with it like there are layers to her you know you kind of see the arguments she's having with Craig T Nelson about their divorce and you know his kind of never really seeing the moments where she shines and, and giving her acknowledgement for the things she's done and him just seeing her now as this vapid kind of selfish you know money hungry housewife and losing sight of who she really is and who she was and her feeling like she is still that person Um, and, And him not acknowledging that is kind of what the problem is. So I like that they also kind of really set up the issues with, you know, the divorce they're going through so that you get layers with her as well. Um, because yeah, she could definitely have played this. Because like on the surface, like you, if, I'm sure if you watch the trailer to this movie, this trailer really just probably plays her up as this vapid, like of you know, Beverly does. Hills woman, and it it doesn't dig into any layers of of her as a person and you know caring about her daughter and and caring about these girls and and, and really just wanting to be acknowledged for you know the effort that she puts into things and, you know, how she's a creative thinker and all of these things. Like I'm sure that trailer probably didn't lay into any of that. So that's kind of what you think you're getting when you go into this movie. But the fact that, you know, they set her up as, you know, and Shelley Long plays it with so many more layers than just kind of this surface level, uh, you know, rich woman from Beverly Hills. Um, That kind of stereotype, I think adds to it a lot.
0: She's great. She's great in all, you know, playing all the different sides of it. She's able to be quieter, have the more meaningful talks with some of the girls, have the more meaningful talks with Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, who I can't even look at really without seeing Mr. Incredible's face. Yeah. (laughs) Every time his mouth opens and (laughs) (laughs) something comes out of it his face just molds into the pixar cg of mr incredible
1: yes I I for a a long time before mr incredible he was a tv star on the show coach so i think for years people kind of knew him as that um and then yeah mr incredible is kind of now the thing but in america yeah he was coach from tv um so but yeah, he's, definitely. He, his he's voice fine. is very distinct, and you can't not think of Mister Incredible now. But it's you know he's
0: he's fine in this movie. He's perfectly decent at what he's doing in this movie. The movie's not really about him necessarily. He's there,
1: yeah.
0: as a more emotional story for shelly Long, really. Nearly because Shelley Long's anchor in the whole movie and Shelly Long anchors the whole movie brilliantly being sweet lovely Shelley Long that we all like her being
1: yes and her kind of putting her Beverly Hills spin on on this wilderness girls thing and, exactly. and the fact you know when she changing finds it she, up yeah so she kind of you know when she realizes she probably can't do it the normal way she Um, kind of tries to put her own spin on it just for Velda to kind of come for her and and, you know take their patches away and so this is where we kind of get to the cookie the cookie time aspect the competition aspect of of this movie um, comes into play there's this big kind of uh, Girl Scout jamboree at the end of the year and the prize is to be the poster troupe for the next year. So they're the ones that are going to be on the poster advertising the Wilderness Girls for the next year. It's not a very
0: good prize, is it? I mean, where's like... (laughs) And
1: and you get a trophy.
0: A trophy Uh, and (laughs) to be on the poster. Where's several thousand dollars for my troupe? As well, the prize, that's what I want. As the prize.
1: well, I, I'm pretty sure that the the Wilderness Girls are an organization meant to give back, not to receive. So, where's um... <laughs> yeah, no, but you could
0: make it better. Where's the Wilderness Girl funded troop trip to I don't know somewhere from... Where do people well, like? Where, all where, rich. where do we 11 year old girls rich. like going?
1: They're all rich, so they do not need. A, a paid trip anywhere. I just um, don't
0: think the <laughs> prize is very good. I don't well, think it's because very you're not good. a
1: wilderness girl. North. I'm not a
0: wilderness girl. I was never any anywhere close to being a wilderness girl. To be honest with you, no.
1: But I mean, for them, I think there's more. You know, I mean, they set it up to to mean more to them because yeah, they've always been seen as his... yeah. So they have like this kind of little troop expo where each troop is kind of showing off a skill um and and when they do theirs they're so proud of it and they show this backpack and then you do this leather le- pull this lever and like all these fancy outfits come out and then everyone just makes fun of them like what are you going to do with these outfits on a camping trip you guys are losers and they just kind of make fools of themselves so i want about to know why of-
0: camping so important like who needs to go camping unless you're going camping like nobody yeah. needs to learn how to camp
1: well, I mean, how to survive in the wilderness. So um, if you ever find yourself there for whatever in the reason. Wilderness,
0: in the in the woods as well.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. Like, I mean,
0: who are these? Why do these <laughs> rich, mostly rich girls from Beverly Hills need to learn how to camp? They need to learn to be good at what they want to be good at, which they do.
1: Well, I think that there's more to it. I mean, the wilderness part of it is just an aspect of, I guess, how it was founded. And but this but is what it, I there's... mean, away <laughs> with
0: the traditionalist nonsense,
1: which is what Shelley Long is trying to say. But they just don't want to hear her.
0: They out. don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And that's look, that's the main crux of the movie. That's most of the movie is. <laughs> I want to do it this way. I'm going to try and do it this way. No, you're not doing it that way, you idiot. Well,
1: <laughs> there's a great moment where the girls actually do go to this campsite that Velda recommends to them. And, you know, they have, like, a tent company set up a fancy tent, and they drive out there with limos, and they're doing fondue, and then it starts to rain. Um, You know, Shelley Long, like, falls in the mud in her fur coat, and is trying to save the fondue, and it's a whole mess. So they decide to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel. And... Um, they're still like, you know, by the fire and telling ghost stories in their fancy bungalow, right? Yeah. And the next day, uh, Velda comes to the hotel and she's yelling at her. She's like, What was wrong with the campsite? She was like, There was bugs and it was raining and it was terrible. And Velda was like, I had some girls go up there just a week ago and you know, none of them needed to use the bathroom and they survived on squirrel meat. <laughs> Shelly Long's like, it must have been all the squirrel meat. <laughs> That's why they didn't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> what are you ever going to need to, like...
0: This is what I mean. Need to this is what I mean. You don't do need...
1: This, yeah. is, this
0: is my... Not issue, but this is my <laughs> question of, you know, survival situations if we're being like okay real life things can lead people into very tough situations where they may be you know homeless in situations like that that is survival but you don't go and live out in the woods on your own Unless you want to in this day and age. <laughs> like
1: I feel like the skills like maybe knowing how to make a fire, maybe knowing how some any kind of like medical kind of care in that. in that. that situation. Things like that make sense. But well, you're at I a campsite scouts. and to have to survive, like you're to gonna take you're gonna take stuff with you. So to have to say that you have to survive on squirrel meat in the woods. You like, don't no, you that's a little you much, just, but I think it just speaks to Valda just being a, a pure traditionalist when it comes to you know the wilderness girls' dance and how it started. And I'm sure it maybe started actually in the wilderness, and that's where it came from. Well, and yeah, so yes, it's, um, it, it's, it's a weird mentality, <laughs> yes. So, Shelly Long, she does try to, um, some skills change like things say, up. Though. Yeah, she does. And some
0: skills, like you say, are a perfectly good skill. Learn those skills. Making fire, first aid stuff, you know, resourcefulness. But resourcefulness doesn't have to be eating squirrel meat when there's nothing else available. <laughs>
1: right. And you're so in the I, middle
0: of the forest yeah, on I your own. Loved,
1: I just loved because that Because nobody's line, going was... to
0: ever be in that situation yeah. by mistake. Yeah. Oh. I'm here by, um, I mean, unless you are seriously unfortunate as a human being.
1: And you get lost in the woods.
0: And you get either lost in the woods, but then if you get lost in the woods, why are you going to the woods in the first place if you don't know where you're going? (laughs) unless well, you've been forced there in which case your biggest problem is not wood survival it's who the hell's dumping you in the middle <laughs> in of the the woods. Woods.
1: yeah valda blender is, is the one um so um valda is really out to get her for kind of trying to change things up and do things her own way um to the point where she sends a spy in to oh, yeah. to to spy on her so her kind of little right hand person she sends her in to like take pictures and 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 find her doing wrong things so that she can get her kicked out because no matter what Phyllis is doing, it's working. The girls are really kind of getting involved. the The head of the um, wilderness girls like really likes what she's doing. That she's really kind of getting the girls excited about things. Um, but you know, Valda is it's not the traditional way. I don't like it. We need to get rid of her. So she does send in her lackey to kind of spy on her, at the threat of, you know, I could send you back to working at Kmart, <laughs> and she's like yes. terrified of that prospect. So she goes in and she's kind of spying and taking pictures of everything that Phyllis um, is doing to their, you know, the weird things they're doing for their patches. Um, I think there's one moment where they're doing she's they're doing CPR training. <laughs> And it's like a really hot, uh, like paramedic guy who's teaching her. Yes, <laughs> and she takes lots of pictures of that little uh, <laughs> CPR. Um, and then I like that they there's like this montage of the different um, patches that they're getting, and we see Phyllis kind of writing, you know, writing it down in the book and and showing which patch they're trying to go for. And under the CPR patch, she has the guy's name and like writes his phone <laughs> number in there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this yeah, is the really kind of resourceful <laughs> need Yeah, definitely. So this is
0: what we're into.
1: Yeah, I so- like <laughs> how
0: even Velda's lackey gets more involved with the Beverly Hills troop or with troop Beverly Hills as time goes on as well. Yeah, she actually Annie. becomes more invested. Annie, yes, yes. She becomes more invested. She actually becomes more Troop Beverly Hills than she was Troop Velda.
1: Yes. um, To the point where, yeah, she decides to kind of throw away the camera and help them because she realizes Velda's not really going for the values of the true values of, of Wilderness Girls, like togetherness and support and things like that. And um, all Velda cares about is winning. So when it gets to the competition aspect of this movie, where it's whichever troop, you know, sells the most cookies is going to get invited to the Jamboree to compete. Um, and so this is kind of the big competition aspect. And when it gets to the point where, you know, troop really Hills, they, they go to the big meeting where they're going to ask for however many cookies they want, they, they think they can sell. And um, the Red Feathers, like the, the, you know, the really great troop with Tori Spelling, <laughs> the young right. Tori Spelling yeah. on there, um, they ask for a thousand cookies. And that's the kind of scene is like very impressive. And um, uh, Phyllis goes up to Velda and says, hey, I just want to let you know my girls have gotten so many patches. I'm so proud of them. We're working really hard. And Velda just proceeds to tell her your patches mean nothing. They, you know, are do not. Uh, exhibit wilderness girl, you know values. So you, you're gonna turn them in before you leave here today. And she takes away all their patches. And you know, instead of getting defeated, they're like, you know, and all the girls are even like, you know, we're fine giving up our patches. Like, you know, too many accessories clutter an outfit. So they're really like not lying. Yes, yeah, so it's gonna they're really more- yeah, they're really taking on Phyllis's. You know what she's been teaching them. And she's already, she's already taught them so much. She's already shown them to kind of believe in themselves and to persevere through all kinds of BS. And so that's enough for them to be like, we don't care about our patches. And we get a really <laughs> fun line, um, you know, a uh, uh, quote um, switch up from the housekeeper, <laughs> who's yes. kind of a part of their support team. Patches, we don't need no stinking patches. Yes, because again, <laughs> we have
0: to throw a little bit of... <laughs> I mean, it's not racism, is it? But it's have the Latino say a famously <laughs> Latino line.
1: Yes, um, a very pop culture kind of line at the time. So, um, yeah. They Why was that a pack- pop
0: culture line at the time? That line is from The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, <laughs> a John Huston movie from 1948 with Humphrey Bogart in it. Why is that? <laughs> Of well, the time. Is this an American thing, Janine?
1: I don't know. But I mean, I know of that line and I never even saw that movie. So I'm just saying it's one of those lines that kind of is just lasting. It is very the lasting. the zeitgeist yes. of oh, pop culture is like what I, I meant.
0: Some sort of no,
1: no, no. Strange like, <laughs>
0: advert on the television. No,
1: it's just, it's part of pop culture in the fact that it's like a line that kind of everybody knows. Yes. Whether you've you seen that movie or not is what I meant um so yeah they they decide they don't care about giving up their patches they're going to ask for 2,000 cookies because they know they can do it so they get 2,000 cookies they're getting ready to sell them and we have like a lot of Cameos from like there's an awful lot and, of cameos yeah.
0: Kareem Abdul jabbars in this movie. Yes,
1: they go to sell cookies to him and they're like, sorry, your friends with the Red Feathers already sold this some. So the Red Feathers are in their Beverly Hills area selling cookies and being on their turf, and, and so they can't sell cookies. And Veld is the one driving the car, driving them around the Beverly Hills area to you know get sales on their turf. So then when they go to every house, everyone's saying they already bought cookies. Um, so, yeah, definitely not fair. And that's when um, Annie decides, you know, she's cheating. She's not playing fair. She's not really adhering to the values. All she cares about is winning. I-, I have so much respect for Troop Beverly Hills for how, you you know, you've been persevering through all of Velda's BS. And she decides to, that's when she decides to kind of stick with them when they're trying to sell yeah. the cookies and they see Velda's straight up cheating.
0: And Troop Beverly Hills have the real values of the Wilderness Girls At heart, like we say, friendship, community, togetherness, support, these kind of things, they're all about. Just because they're doing jewelry appreciation instead of eating squirrels. Yeah. Doesn't, what's the difference? What is more actually useful in their lives? Not all of those you know yeah <laughs>
1: exactly all of these community aspects and like even selling the cookies goes to a good cause so then they decided cutting you know we're going to do things our beverly hills way so um it's like I standardized
0: like, tests isn't it that's what it's like is that like you can't have the same thing for everybody because not everybody's the same Yeah. so you gotta switch it up sometimes and just Make it more relevant to the Individuals which is exactly what this Movie
1: yeah doing. so they Decide they're going to do things their way And um, She even has a meeting with all the parents And the parents kind of like ask you know Why can't we just buy all the cookies and they're like Well I think and you know for Phyllis to be like You know we could we're rich we could just buy it to all 2000 cookies but I think that Kind of you know deprives the girls Of getting the opportunity to do it themselves And 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 accomplish Something so I love that because, you know, you know, that's what would happen to me. I'd be selling chocolates at school, and my dad would just give me a check for the whole box, and then I would just have, you know. Well, and then are I... you
0: telling me, Jadine, that you, have we spent 45 minutes talking about Troop Beverly Hills, and you haven't told me you did this yourself?
1: No, well, like, we would do these kinds of fundraisers for, like, orchestra i was in you know oh. the Violin. so we would do these fundraisers for you know if you were a part of a club or whatever you'd get a case of like you know reese's or whatever candies whatever chocolate bars and you'd have them and you'd sell them there for a dollar someone gives you a dollar you give them a chocolate and you know at a certain point my dad would just buy the whole box of 50 you know give me a check for 50 dollars and so then when i would sell them then <laughs> i would just keep money because the box would already be paid for you know so there were times when yeah i would actually sell things but my you know then there were other times where my parents were just like here money for your box <laughs>
0: It's defeating, you the know purpose.
1: exactly so i did not really feel like i accomplished much fundraising like on my own for my my uh, orchestra but <laughs>
0: i'm sure your dad thought he was being very nice, yes yeah.
1: exactly so i mean parents do that and so i love that phyllis is like no you know these girls really need to um not be robbed of the opportunity to do this themselves and grow from that so yeah i really even, liked... I mean,
0: even the dictator gets it <clears throat> even he's up for you know just buying them all and helping his daughter
1: you see, he's yeah. very
0: let's say present at a lot of things that revolutionary dictators probably shouldn't be present
1: at yeah well that's how much he cares about his daughter so like you know we we appreciate that
0: (laughs) the 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 parent and daughter relationship janine is more important than anything else if we learn anything from this movie yes um more important than taking over your nameless Central slash South American country because that's how much attention that's given in this movie. It's the early nineties.
1: Yes. (laughs) So um yeah, so with kind of just the backing of the parents. Uh they do really kind of fun fundraiser things or like on um, you know, The the fancy kind of shopping areas in LA. Yeah, and um,
0: Rodeo Drive.
1: Yes, and they set up a stage, and they're singing this fancy Cookie Time song, and and Jasmine's just rocking it with her Tina Turner wig, and they're singing about Cookie Time. Cookie Time's a good song. Cookie Time, it's Cookie Time. Yeah, (laughs) so it's um, the song that rivals
0: the football song from Wildcats,
1: right? I mean, Cookie Time is pretty good, and and, you know Jasmine's going for it. (laughs) And
0: <laughs> I did appreciate the Tina Turner wig as well. Right? You, you did mention that I did I, I do like Tina Turner. Yes.
1: I di- so... I mean
0: I didn't like I kind of did, but I also didn't like the amount of times that they sung Kumbaya in this movie because <laughs> Kumbaya is a decidingly annoying song.
1: <laughs> yes, but it's like that song that's associated with being around the fire and camping and it
0: is. Yes. <laughs> so I just remember <laughs> a <clears throat> a teacher or a temporary teacher, support teacher, or a supply teacher, it would have been so. When your regular teacher's off work, off work for whatever reason it may be, and you get the random, there's the, the, the kind of pool of random teachers that they then just pick from and say, Okay, you're coming in to teach the day. And these people wouldn't actually work at the school, yeah, but they'd like you know, be be brought in from time to time to cover for the, the regular teacher who was out. And this was when I was about seven. Seven, eight, six, that sort of age. And we had one teacher who was in this, a very, very old woman, who would come in with an acoustic guitar, glasses on a string, the most old-fashioned haircut possible.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh
0: pointy face and sing kumbaya and we'd all sit there singing kumbaya
1: i'm just like i'm just surprised kumbaya was like a thing there
0: <laughs> I, the only reason i know kumbaya is because of this particular lady i, I will never forget this one i'm not i'm not going to name her just just in case
1: somehow it's <laughs> case she happens to just listen to this episode of this podcast i mean i would um, be
0: i would be most impressed if she's actually still alive to be honest
1: but yeah like i'm surprised that that was a song that even was kind of known over there Because oh, yeah i just know that to be kind of this weird american like corny campsite like appropriated song
0: <laughs> anybody and that's, you know, that's a fair thing to think. Would anybody who went to that particular primary school or over, a cer- over a period of, I would say, probably 15 years, would, would, would you say, come by out of them, and they would go, yes, that person.
1: That lady. <laughs> okay.
0: And they would be able to tell you what she looked like, and they would all be able to recollect sitting there. And they could be that's any... Right. <laughs> any ethnicity of person everybody was sat there cross-legged on the carpet singing kumbaya with this old woman and her acoustic guitar
1: <laughs> wow okay
0: so that brought back some deep nostalgia memories. there
1: okay well i appreciate that um so yeah they they do do some really fun things to to raise money for these uh for to to sell their cookies um the one of the girls, Claire, who is like a TV actress and her mom is like this famous, like, you know, smutty author. Um
0: yeah. Erotic like... <laughs> yes. Everything, um, everything she says is hilarious. I love her.
1: Yes. They have a really great moment where the mom is like signing books at a book signing and she looks over and her daughter's signing boxes of cookies because she's like a TV star. Um so yeah, like the parents get involved and um They do a whole kind of big fashion show where it's like, you know, these fancy khaki outfits of like, you know, the stars of the time, you know, wearing the clothes, Dr. Joyce brothers. I remember she was kind of huge in that time. Uh, Robin Leach kind of uh, being the host of this um, fashion show saying, you know, khaki wishes and cookie dreams. (laughs) Like,
0: It's
1: It's so of its time, you know, um, wasn't Cheech Marin in this movie as well? Yeah. So then, um, the parents of Chica of of Carlo Cuccino, they, you know, there's a whole thing where Chica shows up at at uh, Phyllis's house, and she's just really upset, and you know, it turns out her parents just left town on her birthday and left her alone. So they make a little party for her. Yeah. So that's the first place she goes is to see Phyllis and they make a little party for her and and it's really nice. So then um, Chica's parents have a big fancy party. So everybody's there and um, they kind of give Annie, the little assistant, like they give her a little makeover and uh, Phyllis introduces her to Cheech Marin.
0: (laughs) Of all people to (laughs) randomly show up as well. Cheech Marin. Randomly shows up in the movie. I mean, you wonder how they actually managed to get these ridiculously random people to actually appear.
1: Yeah, they also get the guy who, and then like later, Annie's dancing with um the other guy from Revenge of the Nerds, who was kind of like the main bully guy.
0: (laughs) I couldn't tell you who that is. To be honest, I really, I really couldn't.
1: I don't know. Yeah, lots of cameos from people in this movie
0: lots of cameos
1: we even get um frankie avalon and annette funicello yes like, like they're jogging um away from the hotel like in front of the beverly hills hotel when they ended up staying there after their camping situation
0: <laughs> weird Yes. Weird. yes <laughs> after the girl scout cookie event or competition That is the main well, I suppose it's one of two. Well yeah. She calls she calls Velda
1: and she tells Velda, Oh, I'm sorry, Velda, we couldn't sell the two hundred cookies. We ended up saying like four thousand something cookies. So now obviously they win. They're gonna be in this jamboree, which is like a uh like a survival kind of competition where they have to go through this course through the woods, um, and whoever, you know, makes it to the finish line first wins.
0: Yeah, it's this this, you know, tens and tens of miles course. Yeah, really, isn't it supposedly? What the hell is a jamboree? Because I swear that word could be used to describe anything. <laughs> like, how is the Country Bear jamboree at Disneyland in any way similar to the Wilderness Girls jamboree?
1: Okay, well, the definition way? of a jamboree is a large celebration or party, typically a lavish and boisterous one.
0: So the country bear jamboree is actually more in line with what an actual jamboree is.
1: It's just a party. Than,
0: this isn't a party at all. This is a this is a, a competitive event. Yeah, this and you're running around in the woods. This is not a this party. Isn't a jamboree. A jamboree is misuse a very of the word. Mis-
1: yes, it's a misguided term used there because yeah, what they're doing is not really fun. So when they get to the point of the jamboree, like they realize, you know, we're actually going to have to go through the woods. It's going to be a bit treacherous and dangerous. Phyllis doesn't have any of these skills. So Velda kind of scares her. She's like, you know, you're going to take these girls into danger. You don't know what you're doing. There are snakes and other things. And um, kind of has uh, Phyllis doubting herself. Yeah. Um, and also there are glimmers of moments where her and Craig T. Nelson are maybe kind of getting along. Um, then he kind of starts dating somebody else um, only to kind of find himself slip up and like say her name instead of the girlfriend's name or, or he's trying to he's talking about he acts like he's talking about Hannah to his girlfriend, but he says she's always going to be my wife. Yes. And, you know, so there's yeah. glimmers of him obviously still having feelings for Phyllis, but he for whatever reason is kind of fighting against that. So there looks like a moment at that big party where, you know, Cheech is at. Where it looks like he's going to tell her, you know, he's proud of her and he's seeing her acknowledgements. He's saying she looks different and all of these things only to kind of like stop himself and then say and then ask for custody of Hannah, like joint custody. So then that puts her kind of more in a defeated mind space. And then she has Velda coming to her and telling her that, you know, you're going to lead these girls into danger. So then that's when Phyllis kind of wants to quit. Because she's scared, she's she she can't lead these girls into something like this. Like everything they've been doing has been great, but now this is actual wilderness stuff that she can't do. So she's like ready to give up. And but then the girls won't let her. So it's a great moment of no, you're stuck with us. We're doing this. You you made us believe we can do this. We believe you can do this. And so it's like a great moment of them having to kind of you know teach her something and counsel her and bring her back into the fold of everything. So.
0: There's, a great moment know, the, of where yeah. There's give and take in this relationship yes. I yes. Mean, this is what yes. we enjoy Everybody's Getting along This is, it's such a Positive movie
1: Yes, so we it, do and it,
0: <laughs> it, 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 It's just, it seems to be the Kind of Very goofy <laughs> Yet Actually With heart Meaningful yeah. movie mm-hmm. That you does not get made in the same vein today. No, you can still have goofy movies with heart today, but they don't look like this. Yeah, they don't act like this. This is particularly, you know, early nineties. Or it is it? It, fe- it feels more nineties than it does eighties to me. To be honest with you, I know it's nineteen ninety. But it feels more in line with other early to mid-90s movies than it does with mid-80s movies. Yeah. Say. I feel like mid-80s movies would be more... I almost want to say mid-80s movies would be more vulgar.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Whereas this is more family-based and, more and kind of everybody very wholesome whether that's got something to do i don't know what that would have to do with it's probably something on tv or american media or whatever it may be or maybe i'm just reading a little bit too much into it but that's certainly what it felt like to me but yes the rest of the uh jamboree the, yes, goes the, fairly incorrectly interestingly.
1: Named, yes so we get to the Jamboree. We're thinking like the Troop Beverly Hills hasn't shown up yet. Um, only for them to kind of drive in at the last minute and they're here. They're going to compete. Um, you know, Valda's like, what are you doing? You know, and she says, you know, we're true Beverly Hills. We're going to do our thing. And then Velda starts to race. Like, she's like, ready, set, go. And shoots off the gun. Um, so, you know, they have to kind of go what they're doing. And, and she, she thinks she's going to have Annie there. Annie, who is actually a trained wilderness girl who can help her. Who, you know, if anything happens, she could tell her what different plants are, you know, what animals are dangerous, things like yeah. that. But Velda will not let Annie go with them. She fires Annie on the spot. So Annie cannot go with them. So but now does it's Velda on...
0: have all this power from? I, I thought don't know. the other old woman was the leader. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So I guess she's just right under her maybe. I don't know. So she fires Annie and so it's on Phyllis to have to actually take these girls into the wilderness and she doesn't really know what she's doing or following maps or anything like that. So um you know, Hannah's there. She's like, "Mom, I'll I'll I can read the compass. We'll figure this out." So they decide, "Okay, we're we're going to do this. We can figure it out." so um they you know go into the woods they're on a walkie-talkie with annie so she can tell them you know this animal's dangerous this is this is going to kill you this is going to you know injure you this one's perfectly safe um but then we also have the red feathers turning their arrows or turning their you know flags the wrong direction so that they're going in the wrong the wrong way so more cheating coming from you know valda's kind of you know true and janine there's
0: nothing wrong with wanting to win but don't cheat.
1: Yeah. So they do get to a point where they realize the, the Red Feathers are cheating and they're like, well, we're still going to, you know, we still won because we're playing fair, we're following the rules, we're being good people, so we've already won.
0: Won um, at life. Winning at <laughs> yes. life is more important than winning a stupid. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't even, like I said before, you're not even winning anything worthwhile, in my opinion. A large trophy that's going to be displayed at your troop headquarters and your picture on the poster.
1: Well, that's as, not a prize. A... That is that
0: is actually scary for some people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they wouldn't want that. that it's a like terrible I said, you prize. are not, nor will you ever be a wilderness girl, Morgan.
0: <laughs> so... It's still a terrible prize.
1: <laughs> um... If
0: I have a daughter and she wants to be a wilderness girl, there better be a better
1: damn prize now <laughs> otherwise she's not doing it i don't send think you are you really get a good prize adhering to the values of the wilderness girls morgan i can send
0: you to a better <laughs> organization that teaches the same things that's actually got a good prize
1: it's terrible it's terrible rewards but... <laughs> are
0: important to some people you know?
1: well these girls need more than rewards so um oh, yeah yes. they're going through this course and i love that phyllis is kind of using her scales of the shops and where they're located she's like well this shop is west and this one is east so um It would be where Cartier is this way, you know. So I like her kind of using her sense of shopping directions to know north, south, east, and west.
0: was Um, like me when I go into Manchester City (laughs) Centre. It's like I don't massively know the names of streets.
1: Yeah, little like, I know where this. Where is that?
0: Right, that's there in relation to that.
1: Yes. So her her love of shopping has helped her figure out her directions, Um, and them kind of running away from a skunk is what leads them to the finish line (laughs) so they were pretty lost but they see a skunk they run away from the skunk and that has them beat the red feathers in like the first leg of the course um which uh valda sees this and she blames the skunk picks it up by the tail blames him and then later we see her wearing the skunk as a hat
0: (laughs) evil woman
1: yes Evil. so then she more cheating happens she convinces the red feathers troop leader to go home sick so now valda has to be their troop leader which is really unfair because she knows the course she mapped it out
0: but which that shouldn't actually be a,
1: exactly the
0: leader woman yeah a where's where
1: is that old lady she's probably asleep <laughs> yeah so um and she even says she's seen now near the end so maybe that...
0: <laughs> oh well yeah maybe
1: um so yeah uh, the girls still say you know she's cheating we're not gonna cheat we're gonna play um fair and then you know she Valda, we see her cutting the bridge that they have to get across, yeah. this big ravine. So it takes Phyllis having to walk across a big, broken-down tree branch to get across. And, and that is legitimately dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. So there's this big, whole dangerous moment, and Hannah tries to help her, and um, just another kind of big kind of team moment. She ends up getting across and and gets the girls close to the finish. And then the red feathers, you know, Phyllis falls down and hurts herself after she's talking about you know, leading the way and she yeah. breaks her ankle and the Red Feathers just leave her. Yeah. Her daughter <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the Red Feathers yeah. decide we to leave to her. Wait, No, bye. <laughs> yes. You're going to slow us down. Bye. So they leave her. The Troop Beverly Hills come across Velda and it's a whole kind of conversation and debate whether they should take her with them or just leave her and um, leave her to very desperate mountain men. <laughs> um. Oh no! I
0: appreciated that joke. I did like yes. that joke. It <laughs> yeah. was leave her to desperate mountain men, and then it was to to very, very desperate, desperate mountain,
1: mountain
0: men. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Let's all laugh at how yeah. unattractive Velda is, basically. <laughs>
1: Well, this mean, is the person, level of humor whole. we're
0: dealing with in yeah. this movie.
1: 1990. So um the girls all kind of say they're gonna leave her, but Phyllis convinces them to take her. So they all kind of tie their backpacks together and make like um a, a gurney to kind of take Velma. Vel Velda. Velma. <laughs> Velda. Stop <It's not> Velma. <laughs> I know, Velda. I'd have much more uh, <laughs> respect for her if it was Velma. Velma, yes. Um I
0: actually applaud <laughs> the decision by all the girls just to say.
1: Forget No, her. screw it. We're going. <laughs> yes,
0: I, but... I, I'm into that. I, I understand.
1: I yes. understand
0: the meaningfulness behind it, and the fact we shouldn't care who it is. We should be nice because, person, you know, it's nice to be nice to people.
1: But she was terrible. That's
0: what you know opens up our hearts and all that business. But also, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe in being nice to horrible people.
1: Yes, and when they're carrying her. She's still just like calling them weenies for like, oh, oh you're helping me. Oh, you're a bunch of like, you know, goody two-shoe losers. It's like she's a 12-year-old, of, Janine. She's making fun of them for helping her as they make it to the finish line. So the Red Feathers win ultimately. But then the- the you well, we tr- think they win. Yes. The, the Wilderness Girls Head Lady, Who where has she been this whole time?
0: Oh, she turns she, up now.
1: She turns up now for the trophy presentation and says, oh, you guys, your whole troop needs to be here, including your troop leader. Where's your mom? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Well, you can't win. You can't get the trophy unless your whole troop is here. And Tori Spelling and the daughter steal the trophy they and run away. Yes. Um, And then here comes Troop Beverly Hills. Um, They ultimately win. And they're like, oh, what are they carrying? Looks like a a wild beast. And they're like, oh, must be (laughs) Velva. I'm sure they
0: say it looks like a dead animal as well. A wild beast, a dead animal. Oh, it must be (laughs) Velva.
1: And it sure enough is. Um, And so they end up winning and, you know, just showing the wilderness girl's values as they helped a fellow wilderness girl. That's the oath they took, right? Exactly. Exactly. So then they win and, you know, they don't have a trophy, but they don't care. They're happy that they won and that they proved themselves. That's all they wanted to do. And the only
0: reason they don't have the trophy, which at least is some sort of reward, is because it was stolen by the other terrible. Exactly. People. That note, Velda's daughter, as well, is going to grow up to be even worse than Velda.
1: Well, yes. And she might end up how Velda ended up. So, Prison. you know, well, Kmart, e- even worse, Kmart. Oh,
0: um, Kmart is, of course, much worse. Yes. Than prison, also, this movie would like to
1: have you believe. Yes. So, you know, Velda gets fired, and like the troop lady's like, I may be, she called her old and senile. And the lady says, I may be old and I may be senile, <laughs> <laughs> but I have the authority to fire you or whatever she says. So she ends up firing Velda, and Troop Beverly Hills wins, and everyone's singing, Yo, Beverly Hills, what a thrill. And it's all a happy moment. And that's not Shelley a good song, Long... it's not as good as Cookie Time. <laughs> No, Hanska's cookie time. But um very kind of military esque version uh made for the Troop Beverly Hills. Yes. Craig T. Nelson and Shelly Long get back together. Everybody's happy, all the parents are there, and it's it's a great celebratory moment.
0: And then Veldas ended up at Kmart. Yes. <laughs>
1: Blue Light special, Aisle thirteen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because that's a Terrible, not that there's anything wrong with working in such a location If that's, you know, what you do Yeah And that's
1: But this engine. movie would have you believe it's
0: the worst This thing movie ever. would have you be- yeah, exactly
1: So, yeah, I don't even think Kmart's exists anymore I think they went bankrupt, so I think it's okay
0: I've never <laughs> seen one and I've been to the United States several yeah. times <laughs> Kmart
1: has been, I think it's been disbanded
0: <laughs> It's like quick. Unlike like
1: Unlike Quikky Troop Mart. Beverly Hills. it was more it was like a walmart
0: but also it was big
1: it was it was like a smaller version of walmart
0: so yeah, it was the quick yeah
1: amount. it wasn't like a liquor store it was like a okay an actual that well true beverly what hills
0: a, what a silly movie what
1: a thrill <laughs> was it
0: a very different movie to bad words to be perfectly honest yes. with you. very different styles of comedy a much more I mean, while bad words had wholesomeness in it to a point, that it was, was crude. <laughs> that was vulgar, that was crude. Whereas this was genuinely sweet. Yeah. While still being kind of family funny for the most part. Um everybody can watch this one. Yeah.
1: You know, did you which,
0: enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. A a a nice It's nice to watch these movies sometimes that are just very, put a smile on your face, very just pure, entertaining. This has been made for the sole purpose of putting a smile on somebody's face. This has been made not because of any deep desire or deep meaningful reason. Yeah. This has been made because they wanted to make a movie relatively quickly by the looks of it. But it's just solid and it's going to do well and people are going to enjoy. And they did that. So I applaud that. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yay. Yay. Yes. There we go. Are we going to call this discussion there, Janine? We are. Well, there we go. This week's episode of Morgan hasn't seen Troop Beverly Hills Who directed this movie Janine I, I don't think I Remember it was all in the weird Opening credits when it was Strangely <laughs> animated like something off Cartoon Network and I couldn't tell uh, What on earth it was talking about
1: uh, Jeff Canu, Or Canoe? I don't know K-A-N- Jeff Canu. K-A-N-E-W
0: Never heard of the dude but Ooh. fair enough Okay, well, there we go. Troop Beverly Hills. Go and check it out. I'm sure, like I said, to start off the show, this is a movie that several people grew up with, loving as their favourite movie of all time, but isn't actually, you know, a world beater in terms of quality of movies. But not every movie has to be... Not every movie has to be the godfather, as they say,
1: Janine. No, it does not. It does well, not. It, it just does, does not. He did direct um ordinary people and and revenge of the nerds, hence that revenge of oh. the nerds.
0: <laughs> that would make sense. That would yes. make sense. Ordinary people, you mean Oscar winning ordinary people? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my trivia knowledge, not up to speed then, by the looks of it.
1: Oh no! Well, it was directed by um, Robert Redford, but I guess he's credited as something. I didn't on even it. know
0: Robert. Re- you're, you're making me feel bad. I'm Janine, sorry. But I'm not really Robert <laughs> Redford directed Ordinary People. Now I'm an idiot. I clearly. Anyway.
1: Um, well, he's credited some for something on it, so he's either okay. in it or he did something on it.
0: <laughs> well,
1: it's just under his known for in his IMDb. Okay. So
0: Janine. <laughs> bad word. <clears throat> Troop Beverly Hills. Spelling bee Wilderness Girls Orienteering slash cookie selling competition. <laughs> what is next week?
1: Um Gymnastics.
0: Gymnastics. <laughs> That's more of a sport at least.
1: Jeff Bridges a... in gymnastics.
0: Jeff Bridges performing gymnastics.
1: Um a little bit.
0: What is this movie?
1: Stick it.
0: <laughs> stick it? I don't want to <laughs> stick it nowhere. Stop st- <laughs> stop, telling me to stick it, Jenny. That's very insulting. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's turned off now because they've all been insulted by you telling them to stick it. That joke's got to be made constantly next week, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, Anna.
1: goodness, probably.
0: I'm ready for that. <sighs> I'm ready for that. But there we go. That is what is going to be on. Morgan hasn't seen... Next week, Janine, this show is, of course, not the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, though, because we have Machine Mondays back again every Monday yes. with yourself, Janine. Down is back in 2022. Machine Mondays is back in 2022. And Machine Mondays is now a two-time Down Award-nominated show.
1: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Which, you know, nobody can take away from us, Janine.
1: No, cannot. I don't nobody. think we're, we'll ever be award-winning, but we'll be award-nominated, that's well, for
0: sure. who's to say if the categories change and switch themselves up one day, where yeah. we're not pitted against actual shows with an actual budget?
1: Yes, yeah, better are actually part of actually <laughs> the, the Snowdown Network. Network.
0: If we're not pitted up against those, we might have a chance. You might have a chance.
1: We might have a shot.
0: I say I say we. Really, it's you, isn't it?
1: You're you the, put what, it you're, all you're together. You make I me am fancy. the humble producer. You put the voices and the songs and the fades and the, in, the humble outs. producer. You make me sound wonderful. So Sure. We. We.
0: Okay. But Machine Mondays is there every Monday for all your down talk. This is, of course, the Wednesday show Morgan hasn't seen. But we also have It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show itself, every Friday where we celebrate old movies. We discover new, older movies. And it's basically a showcase of love for movies of yesteryear, of years gone by, of a different era because we love celebrating those so very very much this week is something a bit unique and a bit special on its a wonderful podcast the main show because we were incredibly sad to hear of the passing of Sydney Poitier this past mm-hmm. weekend so we're doing a celebration of Sydney Poitier on its a wonderful podcast this week um, going over the movies We've talked we, or We've we covered Of his, talking about him as a person What he means to Towards and to the wider world of movies At large Because he was Unforgettable And In a complete category of his own Definitely So he deserves An episode all of his own A unique Presence that he was. So that is what's coming up on Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and all the other places. I've already spoken about the Patreon before, but we have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel as well where we do nice, fun live discussions and some watch-alongs on there. So go and subscribe to it. It's a wonderful podcast on YouTube. Do your notification things. This past weekend, we did a Cobra Kai Season 4 big discussion. This coming weekend, we've got Scream coming out this week. So we're going to be doing something on Scream. It's all very fun. More stuff coming to the YouTube in 2022. You can find the show on Twitter, and it's a wonderful one. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Dom with a three instead of the e in the because Janine.
1: Three is the magic number.
0: On Instagram at just the Purple Dom and all your lovely stuff is where. Well.
1: You can find me at Janine DeBean underscore on Twitter, Janine DeBean on Instagram. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at my T Public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. And if you want to check out any of my artwork in print form, you can buy it at my Big Cartel shop at g9design.bigcartel.com. Well, there
0: we go. Janine, I'm not quite sure actually what to ask because I feel it would be a disservice. To do stereotypical California rich girl when in this movie they're so nice.
1: I know, but I mean, I could do that.
0: I mean, you can do that if you want, or you just sing Cookie Time again and we just call it there because that's
1: pretty good. (laughs) Okay. (coughs) It's cookie time, it's cookie time, it's cookie time, cookie time.